Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Great episode coming up with comedian Julie J. New mom, Julie J., although we do not discuss that. We're discussing... Firstly, the big controversy of the week in Ireland, where a school principal called in the girls for an assembly and told them that uh, on PE day, leggings were not an acceptable uh, PE uniform, um, which then became a huge uh, scandal, um, including the fact that there was accusations that one of the reasons why uh, the girls could not wear leggings was it was distracting to male staff. Um, That was allegedly, and we discuss all that, uh, because Julie J was a teacher uh, and was still teaching actually in the early part of her comedy career, no longer teaching anymore. So we discuss all the controversy around uniforms and telling women what they should and shouldn't wear and then also the second part of that story which is when the story gets out of control online what's true what's not chinese whispers what you can trust very interesting conversation then in the second half of the pod i talked to julie just a lot about being a teacher parent teacher meetings dealing with the dynamics of young people When there's a personality clash between a teacher and a student, just fascinating conversation. Honestly, I could have talked for hours about teaching. I have so many questions. Uh, Definitely going to have to be a segment that we do from time to time, just talking about education and teaching as uh, my brother's teacher. Hannah's mom is a retired principal of a middle school. Uh, Julie J, great source of information for Irish teaching. So this is... uh, this is something I clearly have a large interest in. Um, I had to get off uh, with Julie J literally because I had to pee and we had been chatting for quite a while. She had to get back to being a mom. Uh, so that's what's coming up um, for our American listeners. Just a couple of things. When Julie J mentions the word shift, she's talking about like making out with somebody, fooling around with somebody, kissing some boy. Um, I think there's some other Irishisms that come through. Oh, what I'm talking about a hurl. I'm talking about a, a kind of like a hockey stick thing. And, um, ah, I think, I think I just, I think I mention everything else, but most importantly, if you're American and you're not up on this story, this was a big scandal that became national news all over Ireland about this assembly of just the girls being brought in to tell them they can't wear leggings on PE day. So enjoy the chat. I'll be back at the end of the app. I mean, I've had you, I, I had you on the shift before. You've never been on this podcast though, right? No, this is my first. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not that different, but this time, I, I mean, I'm having you on specifically because we can talk about many things that jump off of this topic 
uh, and I know that it's becoming old very quickly, this topic, but I was quite fascinated by this scandal in uh, the Presentation College in Carlo. It's a crazy story, isn't it? Uh, it it's, it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. It's, I'm fascinated by the fact that there's boys in a presentation college, but we can come back to that at another time. No, that was my immediate thought. I was like, what? When does? When did that happen? <laughs> when did that happen? Exactly. Sorry. Like, nobody's talking about the elephant in the room. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and I didn't even register it straight away because immediately I was thinking, presentation college, right? Uh, I, I just automatically thought of Pres, Pres Wexford, and then I just thought of nuns, and none of none of the, the the things jumped out at me like it was a male principal, and that there were boys in the school until like twenty four hours later. I was like, wait a fucking minute, when did that happen? I know. I, I, I it's so funny that your immediate reaction was my immediate reaction. <laughs> that was my big question, but no, it is. It's just a mad, mad story. It really is because because. Our generation. Well, I'm older than you, but certainly slightly, a little bit. Your 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 immediate thought and my immediate thought would be presentation college scandal is: Are your ankles showing or not? Not are I you know. not are you wearing fucking yoga pants? It did. I, well, I mean, like, there's it definitely. You know, it's a it's a subject that kind of lends. It's it's a it's a it's a story, I suppose, which kind of lends itself to a lot of topics, but. Um, no, it's funny because it did get me thinking, like, obviously the whole thing, I'm sure most of the people listening to this podcast are familiar with the story. Do you want to just oh, break yeah. down like what it, what it actually, well, you know what? What actually I'll, happened? I'll, I'll break it down in the, I'll break it down in the, in the intro. Because I was about to jump in. Oh yeah. You're going to break it down in the intro, but it's funny because it did get me thinking about, obviously I'm a former teacher, so I would have taught in a lot of secondary schools, but I would have said like, I don't know what happened in Limerick. So when I was teaching in Limerick, I always said that definitely Margaret Atwood, before she wrote The Handmaid's Tale, she just definitely took a detour through Limerick at some stage. Because have you seen the school skirts in Limerick? I don't know has this changed, but certainly when I was teaching there 10 years ago, like I had come straight from Cork. So the school skirts were pretty short in Cork. Like yeah, I don't very, know what was going on. Very but, short. That was like, that was a thing in Cork was how much can you roll these bad boys up? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I remember being... Young, young. Because you went to college in Cork. Yes, you and, been young there. and that yeah. was that was our joke, you know. When I, when I was like a first year in college, like you show up in Cork and it's like fucking go downtown at three o'clock, and it's it's pretty spectacular. Patrick Street was pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> I've never I've never seen anything like this, and I was teaching in a girls' school, and it was the funniest girls' school. I can remember the first day. Um, it was the first school I taught in actually because I was doing my dip there. And my first day in the school, I remember uh, the principal spoke to all the girls. It's quite a small girls' school. So they were all there in the tiny, tiny skirts. And he was like, okay, girls, if you look outside, you can see, um, you know, the prefabs still aren't finished. So what's happening is, girls, we have to leave the men alone because otherwise these prefabs are never going to be finished. So it turned out that these girls were essentially harassing the construction workers to such an extent. This is back in the boom time. So, so you could so, leave a job. So, so, so they would leave and just not come back. The, who, the construction guys? The construction guys. And I actually, the, the, I went from that assembly to my first class and the girls essentially had this guy pinned up against the wall, like saying, look, give us your number. 
And he was like, look, the construction work is not getting done. These prefabs will never be finished, girls. Like, seriously. So that was my first experience of Cork (laughs) and girls' schools. So between the skirts and the sexual harassment of the construction (laughs) workers, it was it was a baptism of fire. I'm not going to lie. So I went from Cork. I went from Cork to Limerick, where obviously the, I don't know if you've encountered, you know, the school uniforms in Limerick. No, but I, I know I know I've encountered where like to the it, ground. Yeah, but, but much lower in different parts of Ireland. Yeah. Like, so the skirts are like down to the ground. So as I said, definitely Margaret Atwood took inspiration for The Handmaid's Tale from Limerick school uniforms. Like even, I honestly think even a Saudi Arabian prince would be like, this is going a bit far. Like, surely, <laughs> even, even by my standards, this is a little bit conservative. Come on. I yeah. mean, so it's, I mean, that's like, that's my background when it comes to this topic, the topic of uniforms. But I mean, this whole thing of like the leggings, come on. Yeah, well, let's let's break it down. Okay, so let's, let's, so, so this became a scandal uh, based on like a, a Twitter storm after the yeah. fact, after the fact. Mm. But let's, let's break down the stuff that we know to be 100% true, which is this principle decides to hold an assembly just for the girls. To, yes. Just for the girls to tell them that, to remind them about the actual PE uniform. Now, it, according to the principal, in his defense, this is an issue because of the pandemic, because normally you just change into your PE gear and change yeah. back into whatever your, oh, I don't know if they have a uniform or not, but certainly you don't wear your PE gear all day normally, but now they have their PE gear all day because yeah, of the pandemic. Right? So, yeah. so he, but he still decides to have just a female only assembly to tell them about the leggings. What's your thought? Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, just disaster, disaster dot com from a PR point of view. But aside from that, first of all, I found it so disturbing that we're instead of talking about, you know, how men should behave, we're talking about how young women should dress like that is just so perverse in and of itself. For me personally, there I do not believe there is any way a male member of staff went to a person in authority and said, I don't know about you, but I'm finding these leggings pretty distracting. Well, now, in so fair, creepy. I, yeah, but, it's really sexualizing students. I but just can find I just, it so can I, offensive. Can I just say that there, 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 there's, there's a large, large chance that that did not happen. Oh, it did not happen. I would think there's probably more a chance that, you know, female members of staff brought this to the attention of the principal or whoever was conducting the assembly. I know the principal was was conducting the assembly, but I just find it very hard to believe that male members of staff would have verbalized like those thoughts. I, I really do not think that that happened at all. I think it was coming from somewhere else, probably as well, you know, you've got the Catholic ethos there. You've got the leftovers from that. It's really demeaning as well of the male members of staff. Like they're essentially being labeled as perverts. And I just do not think that came from them. No, well, I can't see that conversation happening. Well, I mean, I I don't think that happened at all. I, I I mean, I was going to talk about this a little later. I was going to talk about this a little later, but, uh, Let's let's park that right because according to what I'm reading today, the 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 potential chance of how that particular Chinese whisper happened was apparently one of the things that was said was uh, 
it's very distracting for the teachers to constantly have to tell you to not wear these oh, leggings, right? So, okay. uh, but this is like one of a million bits of bullshit going on Twitter. But I think mm-hmm. we can both, we both know for sure, and this is the problem with Twitter, is that there's no way somebody said publicly you're distracting the male members of staff. There's no fuck. Even if, even if, yeah. even if male members of staff had articulated to the principal, "Hey, some of these seventeen-year-old girls are looking a bit fucking tasty in their fucking leggings." There's no way that would have been articulated publicly. Can we just fucking like? There's no fucking way that would have been articulated publicly. No way. It's clear as day that that's Chinese whispers. But before we talk about that a little further, because I want to talk about the power of Twitter or the dangers of Twitter. What do you think about him just asking the girls to come in for the assembly? Oh, I mean, it's so wrong, isn't it? I just think it's, well, it's shaming them. That's yes. what it is. And I just feel shame is the most, it's the most powerful emotion. Like when I look back at times in my life where I felt shame, honestly, it's, it's, it's so affecting. So the fact that he separated the girls from the boys was, it was to shame them. That's the real crime here. He, re, you know, I feel it's it's so hard to believe that something like this is happening in 2020. That a principal thinks, you know, it's okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to separate the girls from the boys. And he might have thought that by doing that, he was in some way um, preserving preserving them in the sense that he's not embarrassing them in front of the boys. Uh, that was but, that was that was his his argument was that's why he did. But I feel the opposite is I think actually the opposite happened like the opposite is the case I think by separating them you were shaming them and it's 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 so disappointing aside from the fact like I really do feel they can wear whatever they want yeah I mean you know, th- th- this is the th- well I mean when it I- comes to pe- when it comes to me I mean look obviously then you're getting into the area of like uniforms etc but yes ultimately as you ultimately as young women I really do feel them wearing leggings is not, leggings is not problematic. It's whatever they're comfortable in. Like that's what we should be teaching young women instead of saying, "Listen, you know, you can't wear that because what will the lads think?" It's about saying to women, "You know what? If you feel good in that, well, then you wear it." Yeah, I mean, I do. I I think you can have you can have certain restrictions like obviously people say like well would they wear a bikini blah 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 but i mean there can be certain restrictions but focusing on leggings is so strange because that has well that has become the 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 tracksuit bottom of the young woman of today not just the the young woman every every, every woman is wearing leggings like they they i just i it would seem weird to me if the girls all showed up in like baggy tracksuit it's just like like it's it's all do you remember the Adidas three stripe with the buttons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that you could open I, up at the side. <laughs> I can just imagine the principal saying, "What's wrong with those girls?" Everyone's like, "What are the O'Neills?" Do you remember the O'Neills tracksuit pants? Sure, yeah. I used I used to shift a guy. I won't say. I would like to say I used to go out with him, but it's Ireland, so I shifted him for about two decades, and we never officially went out. We were keeping it casual. Yeah. But he used to call the O'Neills like period pants because they were just so. I mean, they, let's face it, that's what we were all wearing when we had our periods. But now, I mean. <laughs> 
that is no longer the case. That's harking back to the millennium, a time that was. Like nowadays, we all wear the leggings. Yeah, well, it's but just, I do it's agree. Just, it, it, well, no, I was just going to say, it's very strange that you basically, what you're saying to these girls is you can't wear the 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 fashionable tracksuit bottom of the era. Whereas w- whatever the boys are wearing, the boys can wear whatever is sort of on brand for 2020, but the girls can't. That's what's so strange. Really bizarre. Yeah, very strange. I mean, as you say, look, I suppose he can't be too naive when it comes to these things. Obviously, like, like, the like, like, like if it was jeans day that they would make boys wear bootcut jeans. <laughs> oh, my God. The Wrangler bootcut jeans. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like you have to wear bootcut jeans because, because uh, skinny jeans. I mean, essentially, it's like yeah. saying skinny like jeans are on it. Like a young Fianna Fáil convention. They're like, you have to wear... <laughs> Rock out that, like the plowing championships is where you get those jeans. But yeah, it is. I just find it really bizarre that, again, it comes back to ultimately, I I really think a male principal having this conversation with female students, I cannot believe that nobody stepped in and said, this could be a little bit problematic. I, I don't know, are you the one to take this conversation on? Like, do you think, here's a question, what about if it had been a female principal having this conversation? Do you think it would have been received differently? Or is the message still the same? It's hard to know, you know, because because mm. uh, honestly, this only became a real problem. They, essentially, it's based on one journalist's tweet. When, when, yes, what, I what, saw that. What really jammed this, turned this into a major story was she put the tweet saying, <clears throat> a parent has told me, that the girls were told not to wear leggings because it's distracting from male members of staff. That is fucking explosive. And that took Ex- off online. Yeah. And the Lord Mayor of Dublin retweeted it with a comment. And that turns it into a classic modern Twitter storm. So in answer to your question, I I, I don't know. I think it still would have became a story if somehow the message still got back that we're told that we can't wear leggings because... The, the the teachers can't control themselves around us when we wear leggings. I, the only thing is, is that the fact that male members of staff were referenced at all, there must have been like there must I don't have think, been some I don't question think, of I, gender I, I don't in think, what I the don't, principal said. I don't think so. I, I think. Do you really not? Do you think? Yeah, you don't think so. No, I think. I think. I do. I do think it was kind of Chinese whispers. I mean, it doesn't. First of yeah, all, yeah. No, I agree. I, I agree to an extent, but I do think. I don't know. Like, surely they must. He must have said something about male staff. I feel. It's it's impossible to. I I, I you know. According to the, I know, according we're, to we're, so, I, we're just speculating. It's yeah. I I you know, and at the end of the day. To, to just go on whatever the principal finally said three days later to clear it up. But I, I, I do, I, you know, so, so here's the thing. We're, we're saying that it's crazy. First of all, let, let me just say as a final thing, right? Because um, uh, I talked about this on, on the Patreon. Like, we've all been through... Uh, stupid stuff in schools like I nearly got suspended for shaving my head shaving the head became the fashion but they said don't shave your head I shaved my head luckily I've to be fair you loved Sinead O'Connor does she was your favourite you were like I just really love that that cover of the Prince song she does and I don't care what you say sir I'm shaving it no but I just want to make a quick point that like and then a lot of guys got in trouble for having long hair a lot of guys got in trouble for having facial hair there's always been like stupid rules in school however 
uh, when it it does seem to be that overall there's been just a lot of shaming around women and and what they wear, particularly in in a yeah. set, particularly more in the sense like I was never told that shaving my head is overly sexual, whereas there has been a sense from right back to the beginning of our conversation that women have to be more modest in their dress. Yeah, right. And it's like it's it is it comes back to the it comes back to really I suppose what this conversation centers on and what has really annoyed people is why are we still teaching women how to dress and not teaching teaching men how to behave. Yes. That is the big question. So, you know, although I do think that question comes up based on how it blew up on Twitter, which is, we'll talk about in a sec, but, be, but, but still why you bring the girls in on their own is, is problematic. It's absolutely problematic because if like, ultimately, as I said, not to be repeating myself, but it is shaming them and you're segregating them from the rest of the school population. So straight away, like we've all been in those school scenarios whereby if a group is separated and they have to go to speak to the principal on their own, like the whole school community is aware, okay, somebody's in trouble. They fucked up in some way, like something is amiss here. So they go into that hall and straight away they're thinking we've done something wrong. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And yeah. that is just so, I just find that so messed up in this day and age. Yeah, that, that, people, and, would feel, that people would feel that wearing leggings is wrong. It's crazy, you know? It's and really and, and I don't understand. Look, we all know that some people can push it. We all know that people can push it. And it's not difficult to, to have a policy where if somebody's pushing it, you can pull them to the side and be like, uh, 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 like, is this okay? Like parents will tell a, a son or a daughter, like, are you going out in that? You know, there's no problem with sort of pulling somebody's, you know, sometimes people push it, but leggings, it's just, it's insane. Bizarre. Like, cause then I was thinking, you know, if we were talking about a situation now, uh, as you say, like people can pu certainly push the boundaries. And as a teenager, by the way, that is your job. Your job is to push the boundaries. If you're not pushing the boundaries, then you're not really, I suppose it's the whole thing of, you know, coming of age and like, ultimately you're always kind of rebel, you're going to rebel against authority. But it, it's such a strange one to focus on, to latch your whole kind of hypothesis on the leggings. I mean, really? As, you, as we were saying, like, we're not going to go back to, you know, a baggy jogger pants situation. If you see any woman going to the gym, what is she wearing? She's wearing leggings. Yeah. So so, so that aside, we're establishing that we, we think this whole thing is insane. But now let's bring it into the realm of when this becomes a public story 
right? Mm -hmm. Based on, you know, one tweet, the whole thing blows up. And essentially, the quotes are attributed to parents, right? So parents have told me, now you're a teacher. And I know it, I feel like it's a bigger deal in the United States, but I know it's still a big deal in Ireland. Parents are not always the most objective observers when it comes to their teenagers' behavior. No, absolutely not. I mean, it is, you know, as a teacher, I have been in that position where you're having a conversation with the parent and you're like, I'm pretty sure he told me to fuck off. And the parent's like, really? Or was that just in your head? You know, there's always that kind of gaslighting conversation um, happening. And it's hard. It is hard to tell a parent, look, your child has done something which, you know, I mean, I suppose a parent is never going to be objective. I mean, look at Ted. I had a baby 11 weeks ago. And even in the maternity ward, I was saying things like, I feel really sorry for the other mothers because my baby doesn't cry as much. And, you know, my (laughs) baby, Des, I actually said that to my auntie on the phone. I said, I just feel really bad for them because like their babies keep crying. Meanwhile, Ted is roaring the house down, but I just can't hear it. I'm just completely (laughs) blinkered. And even with that baby, I'm like, I just, again, I feel bad for other people because their babies, they're not as cute as my baby. So you're going to be blinkered always. And I think ultimately... As a parent, you know, your job is to protect your child. You're always going to be team your child. At least you should be, really. So, of course, you're going to come to it from a certain vantage point. And we're all skewed. Like, you know, every, you know, for example, even that conversation I recounted with a parent and I'm telling them, look, I'm pretty sure your child told me to fuck off. I'm sure the child would give their own version of events, which, again, it comes back to, you know, there's three sides to every story, really, isn't there? So, so I feel like, you know, it's so dangerous in a country like Ireland, it's so dangerous to take, um, this is, by the way, this is a straight up, just like an, an assumed journey of this information where this, this assembly happens, right? Uh, all the kids go home. Like there's hundreds of kids, right? Oh, like I, I assume there's hundreds of these girls go home. All these girls tell their mums, uh, and and and, and you, I'm sure you have like the spectrum of 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 parents, not not just mums. The spectrum of parents from very conservative to very liberal. So they all mm-hmm. tell the parents any any number of WhatsApp groups fucking light up with. Have you heard about this thing? And very quickly, oh, the WhatsApp groups. Yeah, yeah. And I would have lo- I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall on in those WhatsApp groups exactly. over the past few days. Right. So it only takes a few fucking like super pissed off moms right to to take whatever has happened to the information when it goes through the fucking strainer of the whatsapp Mm -hmm. group whatever comes out on the other end then gets in the way of gets into the hands of of a journalist now i'm not like particularly angry at this journalist the problem is that like sometimes i think people can forget that the power of one tweet can fucking change the whole story next thing the story is male teachers are distracted in a country like ireland where I'm assuming, based on the, the the ratio of male to female teachers, that this is, I don't know, can't be much more than fucking 10 men in this fucking Oh, school. I mean, at most. At like most. Any, in any school in the country. I don't know what's going on, but the women are taking over. Yeah, so so this is a small group of men in Carlo. They are immediately known. Next thing, there's memes. As perverts. Yeah, there's the memes yeah. going around the place being like, look at the new teacher from Carlo, and it's a fucking Jimmy Savile, right? <laughs> like, that's 
That's fine. I know. Can you imagine? You know, the way in every staff room in Ireland, there's a lad's table. Like that's you know, like there's well, always you, a you, 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 know, you, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I always make that mistake because I always on my first day in any school accidentally sit on the lads' table and everyone looks at me like, "Who is this bitch? Who does she think <laughs> she is?" Uh, and then they find out about my comedy alter ego, and it just all gets very awkward. But can you imagine just the awkwardness at those lads' tables? I mean, that's why I feel it's so unfair to the male teachers as well that they've been labelled perverts. So you're essentially, now again, you know, I say this with the caveat, I think you made the point really well, Des, that this is definitely a Chinese whisper situation to a certain extent. Yeah, and we've also also established how fucked up the assembly is. We're now talking about a separate thing. Oh, yeah. We're not... No, no, because I just... I just... I actually, honestly, I did a Patreon, but I, I took it down because I was like, I don't want to be quoted out of context, right? It's like, we've established how fucked up having this assembly was and telling girls what to wear is. But now let's also fucking talk about how dangerous a, a, a Twitter storm is. They're like two separate things. I, I don't want to be quoted out of context. Whereas like- No, but I think everyone agrees. Like Twitter certainly, it's, let's face it, it's not, it's not a reliable source of information either because- uh, you know, we've all, well, I mean, I've certainly even in the last in the last few months, like when I was when I was pregnant with Ted, I was kind of I suppose I got embroiled in a bit of a Twitter storm. And it is amazing how, you know, like a story can quickly become something else. Yes. And it is quite frightening because, you know, you start with one thing and one conversation. And then, as you say, just a couple of retweets later, few comments here and there. Suddenly this has morphed into something completely different. And your name is still at the heart of that conversation. And you're like, how did this happen? Like, I really feel this has just gone from point a to point c very very quickly it's it can get out out of hand and out of control um very very quickly on twitter in saying that it definitely this conversation there is a you know something did happen to start this conversation that's for sure but i totally agree like who's to say you know who's to say how true a lot of what are being a lot of what is being said now is you know ultimately we weren't there so we don't know but i do, it, it is quite scary how twitter can get out yeah, of control because, so quickly because, and i have definitely felt the effects of that and it makes me feel really powerless because it's it's so hard to trace the evolution of that narrative it really really is yeah plus plus like in a situation like this like how does this school because like what I feel is like this should have been a scandal between the parents and the teachers that like all the parents should have sent in complaint letters and then mm-hmm. possibly the principal should have said, I made a mistake just having the girls. Let's let's establish a new policy and let's move on from this. But instead, it becomes literally headline news across the entire country. And now the fucking principal is on national radio defending the school. Now, of course, the story's dead already because it's clear as day that the male teacher thing was a fucking you know, was the Chinese whispers. So the story's like dead now. Like you don't see that story mm-hmm. anywhere today because it's all over and the media doesn't give a fuck. It's like next, right? Yeah. But yet, but yet back to the original story, there is this small group of people in Carlo that now have to deal with this. How do you, I mean, as a former teacher, how the fuck do you deal with getting everybody back on side? Because it's a, it's a fucking home run for students. I would have loved to watch, yes. I would have loved to watch my teachers fucking eat it when I was 17. 
I know. Can you imagine? Honestly, it really, it really is one nil to the students. And did you see that? What I, what I thought was really lovely about this story, actually, was um, I'm sure you saw that about the boys coming in dressed in well, leggings well, apparently, in an act of solidarity. Well, here's another thing about Twitter. One boy. Oh, no, don't tell me this is not true. One boy did, and apparently tomorrow, which okay. I, it's Thursday, it's Thanksgiving Day. Apparently tomorrow, they're all going to wear them in solidarity. Well, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Oh, yeah, no problem. It's not a thing in Ireland, and I'm happy to I'm happy to ignore it. So, I was wondering why you had your festive apron on. I couldn't quite put it all together. But um, for the, for yeah, the record, well, for I the do record, hope they come the, in in solidarity. For the record, same journalist tweeted that story. Apparently, one boy wore leggings, okay. and all boys are wearing them on Friday. Same journalist. Yeah. I mean, I do think. You know, I think it is. Um, it's unfortunate for a school community, for sure. And um, I would imagine, like if any secondary school I have been in, so much happens in one day in any secondary school. They will just, be, they will, they will obviously have to move on, but they're probably going to get past this quicker than you think. Um, in saying that, like it is, as you say, like it's a bit of a home run for the students, to be honest. It is a home run for the students, and so this is the. But maybe, the, but this maybe is the, it's but, 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 but here's you know, what. I think that, well, no, I was just going to say. Here's what's positive. Here's what I think is positive. Right now, I'm, 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 I, I'm just not sure how much I, I, I appreciate this this journalist being so on top of the story because I think she may have been a little bit loose with the facts. However, I don't want to. She, she may not have been so. I'm going to quote her here, but so she says one male student wore leggings to school yesterday, an act of solidarity while these posters were put up around the school. Right. So the posters, I see, I think the posters are positive because it gets the boys or sorry, it's this, there's no guarantee that the, what are the posters saying? So the, the posters are saying, I'm not saying the boys put these up by the way, uh, stop teaching women how to dress instead, teach men how to respect oh. women. Right. So right. that's positive. You're, you're what you're doing is you're, 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 engaging people to be activists uh the problem is that the next thing is word on the street is more boys plan to wear leggings to school on friday to support the girls but again it's just like that i like all the actual stuff but then all this conjecture on twitter yes, the conjecture is problematic for to sure. the to the point where i'm not saying you did anything wrong but you read that story as all the boys wore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it j- well, now listen. I'm a very gullible person. No, I know, but, what I, but- I, it's gas because I've been burned by Twitter so many times <laughs> that you would think at this point I take it with a grain of salt. Does anything I read on, read on Twitter? No, I am quoting. Like if I say to you, I read an article on the Guardian and start talking about it. What I mean by that is just translation. I've read one tweet. Okay, that is it. (laughs) And I am going to bang on about it for 10 minutes. But I I just you see, that's it. That like ultimately even somebody like myself who like I got seriously burned over the summer by Twitter. um, I still read this with, you know, I suppose I kind of I'm quite naive coming to Twitter still, despite all of that. But I guess a lesson learned maybe for the principal as well. Like I'm presuming we don't know the age of this principal. Um, and we don't want to be ageist about it, but, you know, maybe it's a lesson learned from him as well, because as a principal, it's all about PR. Like with your school, you always have to be thinking public relations. How will this look? It's about optics. So nobody cares what your intention was. So I'm sure that principal, I'm presuming, went in 
with all good intentions. Yeah, even though yeah, he, I mean, even I, though he must have said to other teachers, "Guess what I'm doing? I'm going to take the girls into hall. I'm going to chat to them about the leggings." Well, it no, really it, surprises it, me I mean, that nobody said. Well, according right. actually, actually according to, I didn't listen to his interview, but I see the quotes. It, oh yeah, I didn't. The, the, it was a, it was a, it was a group. It wasn't his decision to do it. It was like okay, they, they had gotten together and said, we need to address okay. the the leggings issue because, you know, we have a pain in our hole telling girls not to wear leggings. Okay, yeah. According I to mean, him. According to him. Okay, well, that's fair. If it was like a group of people. But it surprises me that nobody stepped in and said, not sure this is a great idea, guys. But what they have learned from this, it you know, it's all about optics. It's all about what something might look like you know, if this gets talked about later on, like you always have to be thinking, okay, when this child goes home today, can I stand over what happened in this school today? Ultimately, have I made that child feel good about themselves? Because ultimately, it's not even about what you're teaching the kids. It's about how you're making them feel about themselves. So when that child goes home, are they going to feel good about themselves? Are they going to feel bad about themselves after this conversation? And if it's the latter, well, then I'm sorry, you fucked up as an educator. Because the primary thing is that those kids have to feel good about themselves. It's not about shaming them, you know. Plus all the fucking fucking swats that are sitting there in their fucking baggy O'Neill's think that they're fucking better than the girls in their leggings fucking spots. That would have been me. Have you, seen my, <laughs> have you seen my WhatsApp profile pic? That is me as a teenager. So needless to say, I was there probably wearing about three cardigans, pretending I had my period every single week to get out of PE. Like that was me, <laughs> by the way. I was definitely not getting the shift until first year college. But look, I mean, yeah, I just think it's, it's a lesson for the school as well. And, you know, the world has changed So it's not like, obviously, 20 years ago, if a parent had an issue with something that happened with a teacher or with a principal, it was like the conversation would have been held privately. But now everything is open to the public forum. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably not a bad thing, though, either. No, in a it's, way, it's, it's I know not. things can spiral out of control, but I think it's ultimately not a bad thing if, okay... I have to think about how this might look to a third party. Yeah, but you, you know, know it, it, does, it does make you consider your actions. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, it's funny how like something in-house, you know the way like, like co-op boards, or well, that's a very American, but just like say like some committee, some committee in, in, in some- <laughs> or, Times committee. Yeah, like some organization, yeah. like something becomes more important than it should become. And because yeah. everyone then gets so obsessed with the rules and regulations, there are some people that will push it. And you know that this thing probably got fucking bent out of proportion over the last number, like over, since the beginning of September when school went back. And then it probably became like an obsession with certain members of staff. It's like, how many times do we have to tell these guards not to wear this legging? And then the whole thing to the point where yeah. it culminates in this fucking mistake. And it just goes to show that like, you, you, like some some rules and regulations are fucking stupid. They are. Well, some rules and regulations are. Now, as a teacher, I would have always kind of, I was always a big believer in a uniform. Um, Oh, yeah. Well, I actually wanted to have the uniform conversation. Yeah. No, I really do believe. I mean, aside from the fact, you know, people are on an an equal footing and all that. um, And I think it takes the pressure off some students uh, in terms of, you know, keeping up with trends, etc., but I do think when it comes to uniform, 
personally I I always feel it's really important to present yourself well I say this as somebody who's not brushed my hair in two weeks and I'm doing a podcast but generally I do think a uniform is very important so I think presenting themselves well it is good to instill in young people look you know you only get one chance to make a first impression so ultimately a uniform is a good thing. Yeah, and but it's like you you're, say, you're learning about decorum and, you know. Of so, course, oh, yeah. Course. And, you know, but, you know, I suppose it comes back to there was a debate here for a long time. I don't know what it would have been the same in the States, but remember there was a debate here in relation to the Irish Parliament, the doll, and oh, yeah. people turning up in, like, say, Mick Wallace and Co. turning yes. up in, like, his painting T-shirt with a hole in it and the kind of ripped jeans. And there was there was a debate for a long time whether or not... Um, there should be a dress code for, say, the Irish Parliament. And a lot of people were saying, look, it ultimately doesn't matter what you're dressed like. It's about, you know, what you're saying, what you're doing. But a lot of people were like, no, I think there's a certain etiquette here that should be adhered to. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and, and all everything about this is, is up for debate. I mean, I, because I was a unif- because I went to, oh, I, my entire education was uniformed. Yeah. I, I, and Even in the states, would it have been? It was uniformed. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, okay. I've, I've always had a uniform. I was, I went to Catholic school in the states, and then a uniformed in Ireland. And like when I think when I was in boarding school in St. Peter's, uh, like I had one, maybe two pairs of shirts. So I'd go in on a Sunday night, and I'd leave on a Friday evening, and I had like two shirts, and like I never had to think about what I was wearing, you know. And like, yeah, that to me was a fucking awesome, you know. Yeah, because because. I remember when I was doing in the name of the father or even when I was doing the, the Chinese project, it was like every day I had to fucking think about what I was wearing when I was going in. I was like, man, I fucking wish we had a uniform for this too. It's like a pain in the yeah. ass. So, so I, I've always been, I always feel like a uniform is kind of handy, but at the same time I see, I, I, I looked at this on Twitter and even when I talked about it on the Patreon, like some people are very against the uniform. So it's, it's, I think a lot of that has to do with your own personal experience and some people have negative experiences with uniforms. So they hate uniforms. Some people had positive experiences with expressing themselves with their clothes. So they like that. But then on the flip side, some people are like, I hated fucking having to pick clothes or my parents didn't have a lot of money and I felt under pressure to change all the time. You know, it's just like, I think like for me, that trumps everything. Cause having been in schools where, you know, there's a non-uniform day and, you know, there are kids that are like, I can't, I actually can't bring in that two euro. And plus there's the stress of coming in in the non-branded clothes. Mm. You know, the stress that that brings. Like for me, I know having spoken to students throughout the years, a lot of them would see, I mean, certainly your clothes are very much an extension of your personality. So it is nice to have that avenue to express yourself. But what trumps everything for me is just the fact that there is going to, like there's always going to be students who feel under pressure to say stay abreast of trends and also like there is you know there's certain there's a certain level of poverty as well whereby you know sometimes like people don't have a lot of clothes outside of their uniform yeah and it like i think it's about i can't speak for the states but certainly in ireland people are slow to recognize that that like you know, there might be somebody at home who's going to be washing your clothes, buying you clothes. So that uniform is really, really important. And, you know, I, I've always kind of been very pro uniforms in saying that you don't want to be that teacher who like you meet them in the hall and they're lambasting, lambasting some students because their coat is the wrong shade of navy. And there's just like a vein pulsating. And you think, 
really is this really about the coat Eleanor, yeah. or is it about something else <laughs> it's funny that you say Eleanor. is he, not, is he not texting you back because <laughs> i don't think that's on this guy yes he's his uncle but it's not on him okay but there is um, Eleanor is a completely fabricated name <laughs> this is when all the Eleanors switch off the Des bishop <laughs> podcast Stay with us. We love you. No, I thought I, I, I thought it was a, it was an interesting name. No, just because you've been in and and because because that's what I think is so interesting about this story is it just brings to the fore like school dramas that happen all the time that teachers and students and parents like there's all these little battles happening all the time and this one just happened to fit right into the kind of like what Twitter loves best you know uh, yeah. gender and, sexualization. And I- Oh, and honestly, I do, you know, I feel for the, I feel for the girls in that school. I also feel, you know, for the male teachers who have been labeled perverts, um, let's face it. I mean, can you imagine how one of those teachers being on Tinder and they match with someone and they're like, oh, where are you teaching? And he's like, presentation college. And they're like, I'm out. Sorry, I'm done. Um, but, and he's like, yeah. doesn't matter. You're a bit old for me anyway. I know. He's like, how do you feel about leggings? I really like those. Um, but I, uh, yeah, it's it's just unfortunate, the whole thing. I would say, I would say in defense of teachers, though, as well, and just school staff in general, I would always refer back to, if you think about it, like, say, on an average day, I'd have eight classes a day. So in those classes, you'd have 30 students. So what's eight times 30? 240? Yes. So... In any one given day, you are interacting with 240 people and so much can go wrong. Like if you get to the end of the day and there is no drama, that is a really, really good day because you have interacted with 240 young people in the course of a day. And when you think about it, that's 240 conversations that could potentially be subject to Twitter, to Chinese whispers. I mean, it's a lot. That's aside from your interactions with colleagues. So, you know, ultimately, if you do get to the end of any day and there is no drama, that is a particularly good day. Yeah. And it's it's tough. It's really tough to navigate that because I, I even notice like I'm, I'm not a teacher and I'm not a parent. But like, you know, if I'm like babysitting my nephews or I'm at my friend, you know. There, there, there will be some moment where some kid, you're like fuck, is acting like a fucking dick, you know, yes. and, and being, you know, like like challenging you or something, and like there is there there, there uh, this I'll speak for myself. Every now and then, it rises up in you this sense of I'm a, I'm a fucking I'm gonna demean this, you know, like y- you want to sort of like return the favor, you know, like remind yeah. remind them of their position, right? So yeah. I can't imagine having to control that all the time when i mean i always think of it in terms of men because like i've gone and spoken in schools right particularly about the irish language and what i have always found is there tends to be particularly in the sort of 15 16 17 year old age group there always tends to be one or two boys that will sort of try to like undermine you or demean you and, of course and and it's like a natural inclination it's, pri- I- it's primal it's like you know it's like you're on their turf so they want to be the alpha male in the yeah. situation by making you feel small so that's but ultimately that's, it's because they're insecure yeah but what i, I mean it's totally fine because it's really normal behavior but the thing is that like of course, it yeah. must be hard to constantly control that all the time to the point where you never have a mix-up of being like, Tommy, will you ever shut the fuck up? You know, like... I like, know. 
Like it's I I, I got to imagine that's difficult every you know every school academic year for the twenty five to thirty years of your teaching career. It is it is hard. I mean, honestly, like I think we underestimate just how difficult it is when you're interacting with say two hundred and forty kids, two hundred two hundred and forty kids a day to always take the high road in every situation. Yeah, it's tough. And you know, it's it's funny because. You know, you have to remember you're the adult. Like, that's what you keep having to remind yourself of all the time. And there's certainly, I would have experienced experienced times in my career where you really do want to turn around and say, would you ever shut the fuck up? And I would not speak to people like that in general. But there is a point where you think I'm just very close now to losing it. But ultimately, if you do lose it, you're fucked. And and also, is there a sense like say when when the, and you're we're just speaking generically here, but like when staff are speaking to each other, is there a sense of finding a balance? And and if you're on the wrong side of that balance, that you feel that you've lost the class. Oh, like, is, absolutely, yeah. Like I always, I would never have considered myself a shouter. Like I think once you're shouting, you've lost the argument. And even I think the last year I was teaching and I was doing comedy, I was doing comedy at night and I was just doing a lot of driving. And I look back the last couple of months of that year and that's when I started to shout. And I look back with such regret. Like I, I, I honestly do often think back to that time and I think, you know what, like me shouting was just me taking my tiredness out on them. Now, obviously, I would only shout if, say, I had to repeat myself or, you know, people were, you know, the kids were putting it up to me in some way. But that's what teenagers do. They do put it up to you. But it was just in those last couple of months, I definitely was starting to shout more. And I do think when you pass the classroom and the teacher is shouting, they've they've lost the argument there because there's really no instance where you have to do that. God, I mean, when I think of it, and I, I, I had mostly male teachers actually in St. Peter's, and I'm not speaking ill of any of them. In fact, I some of them follow me on Facebook and stuff. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have a, a bad thing to say about any of them. But like, some of them were ferociously strong. <laughs> I know, in the way that they, you know, like there's one teacher, I, I mean, I absolutely love, I've talked about him in my shows, but he would slap a hurl, hurl off a desk to get your attention. Oh, well, the hurls were, listen, the teacher who trained the hurling team, you have to be aware of him because like he carried that hurl everywhere around um, the school. You're like, is this necessary? Because I'm pretty sure you just took training on a Wednesday. Like, for, surely for, for Ameri- you don't have to have this in the lab with you at all times. <laughs> for our Ameri- this is wrong. For our American listeners, we're talking about a hurl or a hurley. It's a great debate. But in terms of St. Peter's, they say hurl. Uh, uh, is a wooden is a wooden stick, kind of like a like a like a, a thicker, shorter hockey stick uh, that yeah. uh, is quite heavy. And um, when you slammed it off a desk, it made quite the quite the noise. But like there, were, but that when we were well, certainly when I was in school, there was a lot of banging things. So you know, you were always like I. I I definitely did experience this on one or two occasions where a teacher would like say tap my knuckles with a ruler. Did um, you have that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually you'd, ha- the, you'd always the, have fun- a bit of that, but sometimes the sometimes the tap wasn't quite that playful. It definitely felt like a bit more of a whack. Well, I talked to uh, myself and Steve talked about that very recently on the pod about how it used to be a lot more physical. Now I don't think any of that happens anymore, but I also assume that the kind of strong forceful uh discipline message has probably 
settled down quite a bit too. Because I, I remember yeah. I went I went back to my school as like a as like a well known comedian, and that teacher was still teaching. He's retired since, um, but I walked into the class and they were like first years, and I grabbed a hurl and I slammed it off the desk, and they like were shocked, and I realized. He does not do this anymore. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, of course, he thought it was funny, but they didn't think it was funny. And they all went home. They all went home, told their parents, and next thing it was up on Twitter. Yeah, it was up on Twitter. Des Bishop has hit me with a hurl. What? Did you remember Des? You stayed in Wexford hitting kids with a hurl. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so, I'm so gullible. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. No, I believe it. Um, but no, I think, I think I do, you know, it's definitely been a big change, I think, for a lot of teachers, because now we're at the point where it's all about restorative practice and things like that. And, you know, I mean, I think it's all something that isn't talked about. It is hard because ultimately, as a teacher, you are going to have a personality clash with certain students because we're all human. And like these students, they're just people too. They might be 12 or 13, but they're still people. And it can be challenging kind of navigating that personality clash. Yeah, because like I, I, I think yeah. about I think about that often. I, I, I'm glad you brought this up. So do you, you have specific memories of that? No, I mean, nothing in particular. But even, for example, in my, I, in my last school, um, I know there was one class I always I, I really like love all my all my classes generally. But I adore teaching English. It's very rare that I get an English class because my other subject is Irish. So there's obviously, you know, there there's a lack of Irish teachers. So generally you would just have an all Irish timetable. But I do know the last English class I was teaching, there was just one student who did not like me. Like she just had no time for me whatsoever. And I couldn't quite work out what it was, but it was only after the fact I realized ultimately I just wasn't her cup of tea. It was a personality clash. But I can remember at the parent-teacher meetings, there was always this almost awkwardness between myself and her parents. Now this girl was super smart, really good at the subject, but I could not win her round to me. And it is, I suppose it's like, it's a learning curve for anyone. But I guess it's kind of negotiating relationships and having to forge a working relationship with somebody who kind of just doesn't like you. Like, I just kind of wrecked her head, which is fair. But it's kind of like negotiating that is difficult. And I think every teacher can relate to that. So what you, there's always I'm, going to be a personality clash between you and certain students. And it's nobody's fault. It's just you're not their cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, so what do you say to the parents at the parent-teacher meeting in that situation? Well, I mean, you know, you're do, not going to say, do, look, she doesn't like me. Right, I, I, you're I, not going to say that. Is it my voice? Is it my grating nasal tone? Is that what I know? But, I mean, you just <laughs> obviously have to bring it back to the stats. Sure, people can't argue with the stats. Uh, sometimes, you know, if it's a parent-teacher meeting, there's always those meetings that you're kind of dreading and you're like, how am I going to frame this one? Um. I find the meetings you're dreading are always the ones that go grand, but there's always like a, a parent that you think, Oh, this is going to be a piece of cake that hits you with a grenade. Like you didn't not see, you did not see this coming at all. But in those situations, I would often say if it's a meeting where I'm a little bit dubious, how it's going to go, I'll open with, well, how does the student think they're getting on? How are they finding it? And then you can kind of gauge the temperature before you jump in. 
by saying, oh, things are going brilliant. It's going so well. And they're like, really? Because that's not what they say. So it's good to kind of maybe just throw it back on them to open to have them to open with something. I mean, it is the parent teacher meeting dynamic is fascinating. Do you ever joke about it on stage or anything? Because that, that's like you're, you're just dealing with you obviously you you've you've become used to the student you know your relationship with the student now you have to add in this this extra factor you know you've no idea yeah. how, you don't know how the how the the child gets on with their parent you don't know you the parents yeah. the parents past with teachers you know this is so it's so loaded and but it kind of comes back to what you were saying about the chinese whispers because i've often had a student come to me saying miss like what was that about like what why did you say that to my mom or my dad but it's whatever the parent has heard they have translated it probably given it their own stamp as well and gone home and you're like that's I really felt that wasn't what I said but I mean some of the parent teacher meetings have been very funny like I can remember years and years ago it was probably the second school I was teaching and I actually had a dad come in this is 100% true and he sat down and I shifted him (laughs) and I just was like what the hell I had no idea it's and I do make that joke like you know then I was single for a lot of the years I was teaching and I'd always put that extra effort in and people were like Judy this isn't speed dating this is the parent teacher meeting come on I'd be rocking and going off at lunchtime to get my blow dry because after that instant with this guy where I was like oh hello like did not realize but you know did not realize this fellow was your son I was like, look, you never know who you'd meet. That was my attitude. And I did get asked out once at a parent-teacher meeting. And it was so funny because in this school, it was an all-boys school, and they used to bring the student in for the parent-teacher meeting, which I just think is super awkward because you're kind of navigating so much there. But So the little fellow was sitting there. He was in maybe second or third year. And the dad was there. He was actually an army dad. He was a soldier. And then he was like, listen, anyway, okay, enough about Sean. Would you fancy going for a drink sometime? I was like, oh my God, can you imagine as a second year student sitting there and your dad is asking your teacher Oh, was, he, was, was, was the student there? He was there. Oh and he my just, God. I'll never forget him. He just receded into his seat because he hated me. Like It was just, I mean, the dad was probably just pulling the piss. I don't know. But I said no, but I secretly hoped he'd come back to me, but he did not. That's funny. God, I, I think that's, there's a lot of humor in that. I, I, I almost feel like there's a, there's a series of, of sketches to be made there about parent-teacher meeting scenarios. I mean, it certainly would do well amongst uh, teachers, but I think parents too, you know? Because like, like, you know the way the dirt birds are just killing it with the kind of at-home... Oh, I love the... Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me. I got to get them on. Because I, I was supposed to actually... Do, right at so the right funny. at the beginning of the pandemic, I was supposed to have them on. And uh, the, the pandemic screwed it up. But like, I do think that maybe the parent-teacher... Like a series of parent-teacher meetings would be the a good sketch. observational stuff. Yeah. But you could definitely have a bit like what a teacher really means. So when you say, yeah, I mean, he's... Oh, he's really lively. And translation, mm. he wrecks my head. He wrecks a fucking pain in the hole. He's a pain in the arse. Yeah. 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 Or, or like, ah, no, you know, she's, she, she's, she's lovely. It's like, yeah, she doesn't give me a, a problem, but she's really thick as shit. Yeah. Well, when <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, lovely girl, lovely girl, you're like, I mean, listen, I think aim low on the CAO, but <laughs> I could, I could, I could, I mean, I would say dream small, 
but I could chat to her all day. Like, <laughs> I just want to bring her into the staff. I want to bring her into the staff room with me and be like, listen, Sean, what's that about? Yeah. Like, what's his problem? Yeah, maybe um, just but, and, make, make TikToks. And <laughs> yeah, and they're happy. That's the main thing. Yeah, they're happy. Great. Sure, look, and they have a lot of friends. That's what you want. But I do think you know, as a parent, it's going to be funny now when Ted's going to school, I'm going to really feel for the teachers, honestly. Um, you know, because I, I've been there myself and it's not easy, you know, especially the parents who are like, you know, you've been talking to them for 20 minutes and you're trying to wrap it up and like you're trying to do probably with this podcast as, and no, the, I uh, actually, to be honest, I, this is, I love all this shit. The school stuff. But I, people love talking about schools, actually. I always find that with the comedy. People are like, why don't you talk about schools more? So yeah. I probably should. But when I'm trying to wrap up a conversation at the parent-teacher meeting and you think it's all done and just as they're going, they're like, and how is the spelling? You're like, oh, just get out of my face. Come on. <laughs> let me ask you, it's uh, over. Let me ask you one more thing with the parent-teacher thing. Have you ever just got a parent that came in and was just like, I, I just don't know how you do it because this kid is such a cunt. Do you know what? It's sometimes, and actually, it's kind of sad in a way. Sometimes parents come in and it's like they need to talk to somebody about their child and they don't know where to go for help with this child. And it can actually be quite, it can be quite powerful in a way because if a parent is sitting there and saying, I do not know what to do with them. I just don't know. I've tried everything. You just really feel for them because imagine how powerless you must feel to go into that. Now, it very rarely happens, but it has happened a few times. Like I probably, I'd say I've been probably teaching for maybe 14 years um, before I went full time with comedy in the midst of a global pandemic. Like my timing was just chef's kiss, impeccable. But you feel for the parents who come in and they're like, I just don't know what to do. Because what would you do? You know, know, if you had a teenager, you can't control like people are very quick to give out about parents, but there's only so much they can do. Yes. Like I've had parents sit across from me and say, you know, cause I'm saying to them, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to say, look, you know, he's doing X, Y, and Z. I can't control him. I've had to ask him to leave the class, blah, blah, blah. And a parent will say, I've had to call the guards on my child. Oh yeah. See, I just don't the- know what to do. I, he will not listen to me. Yeah, and and, and 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 you know that is because I, I I'm a big defender of teachers. I can't stand the way the buck always sort of stops with the teacher in terms of you know children's problems or 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 pay or you know like you know d- d- teachers. I feel like teachers they're get, very maligned. Yeah, they get, I, yeah, they do get a lot of grief. I think teachers, and I think they're kind of an easy target for people. Yeah, and everyone has their own experience with teachers, and that you know they don't want to yeah, admit their own failings it. with their child, yeah. like whatever. But 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 I do think that what you're saying there, it just goes to show how much teachers are doing. You know that from yeah. the from the spectrum of guiding a valedictorian to their best possible potential to talking to a parent who literally hasn't a fucking clue what to do with a kid. That that's the spectrum of stuff that teachers have to navigate they don't get half enough credit in my opinion well and I think you know they're like there are definitely bad teachers you know there's teachers who don't do their job well like any profession but I do think probably that's why I found teaching so stressful because I think it is the most important job in the world like any career you want to do somebody has to teach you so I just think it's next level teaching it's just the pinnacle in terms of professionalism and you do have such a responsibility with the kids and I would always come home to Fred and say 
you know, I'd always think back to a conversation with a student where I may have come across as a bit dismissive or maybe I was a bit short with them and it can wound them so much. Like I think back to when I was in school and again, we were kind of off a different time, but like teachers, certain things that teachers would have said to me, it kind of really marked me in a way, like for in a positive and a negative way. So it's it's a really important job. And I think most, the vast majority of teachers are just amazing people and they take it very seriously. And I do, I think it attracts a certain type of person, like often a perfectionist who wants everything to be great. And it can be quite exhausting because you just want to have a positive impact on every student you meet. And ultimately it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. It can be hard not to go home with that feeling like you failed. Even if you're just focusing on that one student, maybe you kind of brush them off a bit too quick and you, you're driving home and you think of that student and how it made them feel. Oh, it can be so difficult to switch off from it. Yeah, it's kind of like all the positive comments, but you only focus on the one fucking troll that told you you weren't funny. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hello, my daily trolls. I had to laugh because I'm doing this kind of video series at the moment, like Irish 36-year-old. So Irish 36-year-old, I don't know, um, Irish 36-year-old hypochondriac or whatever. And somebody wrote there this morning, only 36? I'm like, why do I attract daily <laughs> trolls? Listen, Hannah- This is why you should not be friends with your family members Hannah, on social I- media. <laughs> Hannah and I did a TikTok and there was numerous comments of your dad is so hot. Oh, stop it. <laughs> what are you missing? That's yeah. so funny. It's funny. It's funny. That is so good. What, what's, oh even, what's even worse is because it's TikTok, I don't I think some of them probably aren't even joking. They probably think that I'm her father. Either way, I'm just thinking, I don't care the hot part. I'm no, focusing is- I'm focusing on the hot bit. <laughs> It's like the daddy daughter dances. Are you so? Are you on TikTok? I can't work TikTok. Uh, I just. I'm on TikTok. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying to use it now, and I keep putting things into Google. Like, how do I use TikTok? Which I think, if you're googling how do I use TikTok, you are too old for TikTok. But honestly, honestly, because I I have to go only because I really need to pee. But so my my my, Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, but my final thing for you in terms of content is you need to. So all you got to do is these, you know, 15 to one minute videos on TikTok, but you really should do a series of like teacher student videos because the, 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 the secondary school students are like the biggest group on, on TikTok, but then their parents are on it too. And I just think that like videos like that could, right. could kill it. Former teacher, you know, so just keep doing scenarios and like the students would be like, oh my God, that's me. And the parents would be like, oh my God, that's me. You know, I, I think it could really work. That's really clever. Now that you say, because you have so much as well that you could talk about. Oh, so much! It's and and all you have to do is just one, one every three days or once a week, and you'd be amazed. You could you could start killing it on TikTok. But anyway, Julie, this was so great. It's I could talk to you. Pleasure. I could talk to you all day about this stuff. I think I think I'll have you because you know my brother's a teacher as well, and then Hannah's mother was a was a principal. So I'm just sort of surrounded by all these educators. So That's I'm gonna, I'm going to come back to you with. Uh, with with more questions. Also, I've completely ignored the fact that you're a brand new mom. So we'll talk oh, but about. We'll talk about that the next time. The next time, and maybe maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll have you and Fred on together the next time, and we'll we'll talk about yeah. early parenthood. Thank you so much. Tell me your 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 Twitter at Julie J Comedy, right? So it's Julie J Comedy, yeah. And you can see the profile pic. This is actually what I look like as a teenager when I was dodging secondary school PE. So it's Julie J Comedy, and I have the two podcasts up to ninety with my lovely Emma Dorn. And Crime Ant, 
Emma messaged me. I'm doing something for Emma during the uh, next week, and she messaged me to say that you guys started a WhatsApp group, and the first question was, "What's Des like?" Oh yeah, no, so funny. It's gas, Des. That was literally. It was. It was so funny because clearly the whole group had been waiting for somebody to ask the question. And then once somebody asked, they were like, yeah, tell us. Like, it just, it was manic. <laughs> it was hysterical. So anyway, of course, we said you were so, so lovely. And, no, what you uh, should have said was, was actually, the first thing he said was he's not comfortable with us wearing leggings. I know. I said, look, he has hit me with a hurl on occasion when I've got <laughs> over time. But other than that, he's a really nice guy. Just so you know. Well, thank- that is so funny. Yeah, that's true. Thanks so much for giving uh, all your opinions on the scandal. But then, honestly, I, I, we're going to talk more. The, the teaching thing is too fascinating for me. I'm, I'm going to slide a fucking talk to teachers podcast. Do it, honestly. <laughs> it could be the Des Bishop podcast featuring random teachers. Featuring, exactly. You know, Started- that'd be great. People would love that shit. All right, go on. I'm going to wet myself. I'll talk Des, to you later. Happy Thanksgiving. Say- talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Thanks, Julie. Make sure to add her on Instagram. Listen to her pod. Uh, we'll be back next week, guys. Um, Steve should be back. He he was going to be back this week, but he was happy that he didn't have to be because he's really under pressure with his college work. Um, but you should follow him uh, at Hello Steve-O. Don't forget to follow at Julie J Comedy. I'm at Des Bishop. Leave me a message, some feedback. Patreon up tomorrow. I did actually talk about this on the Patreon on Wednesday, but I I took the episode down just because I don't know. I just I felt safer taking it down. Um, I see how many people listen uh, to the to you know watch the Patreon apps. So based on the normal numbers. I don't think that many people couldn't see it. I got a few messages. I do apologize, but it's just like, you know, I just felt, uh, I just felt like taking it down. Uh, so anyway, um, we'll be back next week. Patreon tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow, but this is Thursday. So Patreon Friday morning, uh, some follow on from this, hopefully. And, uh, I'll talk about Thanksgiving with, um, Hannah's family for the first time because that's what's happening today. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Americans. And uh, until then, bye bye. Oh, of course, guys, leave comments, leave reviews, screenshots, tell your friends uh, that the podcast is kicking it these days. Peace. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.